Hello and welcome to Tink, a podcast about making, doing and the act of undoing that sometimes comes along with that. I'm Catherine Jane and I shall be your host. You can find out more about me over at catherinejane.co.uk. There, there's the links to all the different social media sites I'm on. So if you want to be nosy or have a chat, then get in touch. There's also a link to my Ravelry so you can see what knitting and crochet projects I'm working on. And also all of the show notes. So if you hear me talking about anything that is of interest to you, head on over there, click the Tink link in the top right-hand corner, and the most recent episode will appear. I hope you all had a lovely February and enjoyed the extra day that we had this year because of the leap year. Me and Graham spent the day walking. So yes, um, all of our day yesterday, or all of our morning, was spent on a about five-mile walk to the Cresswell Crags, which um, uh just outside of workshop and then walking back again so i think yeah it was about 10 mile round trip and (laughs) our feet were sore afterwards and we were glad of the rest and then we had a lovely dinner out that evening um in preparation for graham's dad's birthday today so yes it's been a lovely day and actually february for me has been full of walking i've been on quite a few big long walks around the workshop area um just getting used to the new surroundings really so I go out with an OS map in my hand and I see where all the public footpaths are and I just head out on my way, pair of walking boots on, um, a nice warm jacket and I'm fine and I, <laughs> I can get lost for a few hours and I really enjoy myself. So as I said, I've been walking a lot to get used to the new area. I have moved now up to Worksop. We spent quite a bit of time this month like shuttling back and forth. The half-term week where I thought I would have a lot of time to do some knitting and crafting was actually a week of getting things up to the new house, um, deciding what can stay at home, what can stay here. (laughs) Yeah, it's been quite difficult. And I've had to really seriously look at my stash um, that I have in Hinkley and decide what's going on with this. what do I need to take up with me? What am I going to use soon? What can I use later? What could, what do I even want to keep? Um, I did get given a lot of stuff by my mum once. And I say given, she got given a lot of stuff and I went through and took some bits. <laughs> um, and some of it, I just then thought, why did I actually take this? I'm not going to use it. And then I've bought stuff since that, you know, I'm more likely to use. So... It's been good for me to actually sit and look at my stash and even like things like my wardrobe um, looking at what clothes I wear, what can I get rid of. I'm always quite conscious of stuff like that. <laughs> I like to try and keep things quite minimal. I mean, that's why at the minute, um, that's why one of my goals is this year is to cut down on my stash because I tend to find things like that quite overwhelming. I don't like to have a lot of stuff, physical stuff. So... It's been good for me to have that opportunity to look through things. So it's my first proper day, really, in workshops today. Well, no, yesterday was, I should say. Um, And between my jobs, I finished my last job at the end of February. And it was quite sad to say goodbye. Even though I know that career... um, So it was... I started as a technician in school to see if I wanted to be a teacher. And I definitely don't. Um, I my time there has made me really appreciate the efforts that goes into teaching and all the hard work and dedication that goes into it but teaching in a school is definitely not for me 
I'm very keen on sharing knowledge and information, but I think the way that it's formatted in school is too much about, um, how do I say it? <laughs> how do I say this? I don't mean it offensively. It's too much about hitting marks and proving that you're doing stuff to other members of staff, it felt like, um, and not about passing on things to the kids. A lot of box ticking, and, and there's just a lot of unpredictability. Um, in education within the design sort of sector, design and art world, which is really scary. And there isn't much of an emphasis on learning skills and practical things, which for me are very important. Um, I spend a lot of time trying to learn new skills um, as a way of keeping things alive for future generations. And I didn't really feel that when I was at school. Um, but as I said, yeah, teaching just isn't for me right now. Um, so onto a new pathway but I have <laughs> I have a few weeks before my training starts so I have training um middle of the month and I actually start my new job at the end of the month so I'm giving myself a bit of a buffer period to just get used to my new surroundings get used to things um in the area I'm going to hopefully be joining a running group so <laughs> I'm going to my first run tonight I think I'm going to have a bit of a shock the running group that I was going to back home was very sort of casual and the sort of emphasis was just getting people outside and getting them getting them off the sofa, really, and getting them moving. And I was... The woman who runs the group is lovely. Um, yeah, really, really friendly. But this running group seems like more serious runners and they meet more often during the week and they run more events. And to be honest, I think it's going to be good for me because... <laughs> I find that I'm quite bad at motivating myself with running sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll be really good. Like, I'll be like, I'm going to run 10K and I'm going to do it. And it happens. And then as soon as I've done it, I then don't have any foresight for any more goals. Um, I get bored. And I'm like, okay, I've, I've run that now. Um, I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm hoping this group's really going to push me, help me with my pace and stuff like that. And then hopefully on Saturday... Um, I will be meeting up with a group of ladies and men at the local library to do a knitting uh, group. So it's just like a stitching bitch, I guess. Um, and I'm just going to turn up and see what other type of people there are. You know, I was saying to Graham, it's quite hard as an adult to make new friends in a new area. Um, you do that mainly through where you work, I guess, and things like that. But my job is a little bit out on the outskirts of the town that I'm living in and it'd be quite nice to meet people here. So I'm going to have to force myself out of my comfort um, comfort space. <laughs> and um, like when I was talking about my walks, I, I go off on my own for a couple of hours and I'm quite happy in my own company. And I've always got things that I want to be doing, like making goals and other things. So I can sometimes be quite bad to spend a lot of time by myself. So I'm I'm determined to force myself um, to be social and do these things. And it will happen. <laughs> I'm determined. But anyway, I should really be getting on with a podcast and telling you about all this making and doing that didn't really happen this month. So in between the move, I got... A little bit confused with what I was taking where and what was going to which house, which meant that some of my goals didn't happen. Most notably, those pretty pants that I have been meaning to make, I think, for the last two months. So, 
And I took all my fabric, all of my machines up to workshop, and I was like, right, during this half term week, I am getting these done. That is the only creative goal that is happening this week. And what did I do? I forgot the book that has the pattern and the instructions in. So I'd bought all of my other sewing patterns up, but because this is part of a book where all the patterns are in an envelope at the back, I just totally forgot. I <laughs> And I still haven't bought it up to workshop because I keep forgetting. <laughs> so I, I'm back down to my hometown this weekend because it's Mother's Day, like I said. Um, and I'll pick up some more stuff, but then the pants will hopefully get done. But, oh, my days. These these pants, I just don't feel like they're ever going to get done. And as I keep saying, they're such a small project. Um, it doesn't take much to get them done. I think if you cut them out in an afternoon and sat and did it, it'd be done. It, re- it really doesn't take long. It's just... I, I don't know if it's me or if it's every sort of sewer who maybe has this. But, like, when I'm knitting, all I need is, like, a pair of knitting needles... I could sit anywhere. I couldn't knit anywhere. But when I'm sewing, I always feel very fixed to a certain point. It's more noisy. Um, I have to actually get the machine out, set the machine up, do all of that. And I just, a lot of the time, I just, I'm like, oh, I'll just pick up my knitting instead. <laughs> so that, unfortunately, hasn't happened this month. But, you know, maybe maybe third time lucky, I think, or maybe fourth. Maybe we're going on to the fourth month where I will say that I have to make these pants. So I'm very sorry to everyone that you have to keep hearing me talk about them. But they are lovely. They're from the Secrets of Sewing Lingerie book by Catherine Shears and Laura Stanford. As I said before, I went on a workshop with Laura. She's lovely and the book is full of gorgeous things. So hopefully once I actually start cracking on with it, I will start making myself some gorgeous soft lingerie because that is something that is severely lacking in my wardrobe and a lot of my underwear probably does need replacing and if I can I would like to sew myself new stuff um quite selective about where I get clothes and where I buy things most of my clothing comes from charity shops managed to get a blouse for a pound the other day so I felt quite proud of myself but underwear is somewhere that I sort of draw the line of getting second hand I know sometimes it's packaged and stuff and that'd be fine but um yeah um people's underwear is, <laughs> is a different thing in a charity shop one of the sewing goals I did manage to do this month was the hexagons for my quilt. I think I did that before I moved. I, I kind of made sure some goals were done before I went. So I, I, I think I got 20 done. I can't tell what stage I'm at, but I know now. So I know where I am now. Um, and I know how many will be added this month um, to come. So it's it's growing quite quite fast, actually. And I have more more done than I realised because before when I'd been tinkering with the design and stuff I'd sewn some flowers together and then when I redesigned it I did try and keep in mind that I already had some pre-made flowers and what was the point of picking all those stitches to do them again I really didn't want to so that got done and along with that um, on my sort of constant small projects goal I think I got 9 out of 12 diamonds done this week so a week, sorry, a month. Um, so that's three short, which is a little bit disappointing. And I only managed to do two out of four pom-poms. But as I said, I kind of left all my yarn for my pom-poms up and worked up when I went back home. 
and um, the diamonds are something that I keep at my mum's house and we've been quite busy when I've been visiting, visiting like my grandparents and stuff so I didn't have as much time and I can easily catch up so next month I will have to add on those extra three um, and get cracking with it because I really want to progress on that and feel like it's going somewhere all these small projects are the type of things that I just tinker away on in the evenings when I feel really quite tired um, normally. Um, a lot of them don't require a lot of thinking. So I, I find when you have crafting projects, there are some that you can do that are really like easy. You've done them so often that you know you know what you're doing. So like with this crochet blanket, Graham, I start off with like two um, single crochets. It goes to three on the row, then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten up to 18 and then as soon as you get to 18 stitches on your row you then start decreasing again you don't really have to think it's, <laughs> it's very easy and um, mindless as is stitching the hexagons together you don't really need to think about it you're just doing it whereas I find that like say like with the jumper the tambourine cardigan I've been working on you're having to follow the pattern and remembering that you need to see a buttonhole row here and that you need to work your decreases every fourth row or things like that. Um, but Tambourine has had some really good progress on it this month. I'm quite happy with how much I did. Um, I say I'm quite happy. I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't get the back finished because all I wanted to do in March was get the sleeves done. And I mean, I, I think I originally thought I would get all of Tambourine done this month. But over this year, I think I have about four jumper patterns that I want to do. I think I've definitely got I've definitely got two set up at the minute in project bags waiting for when they're ready with yarn um so maybe I'll just do three this year I do have an incredible amount of mohair back at home that I got from a charity shop um and I was thinking maybe turn that into a jumper but I don't want to force a pattern into something you know like sometimes you have the yarn and you're like oh I feel like I should be doing this with it but like the pattern and yarn doesn't match up so I kind of need to sit and think about that at some stage but as I said tambourines it's gone really well um it's my first time using like hand-dyed yarn and even though the yarn's variated I've tried to um integrate new balls in and stuff like that so it's been it's been quite a good learning experience for me and I've never knit um a garment like this in one so when I've knit uh jumpers and my like a vest top I've done before I've always seamed at the sides, so it's been a new experience to um, knit the whole body in one, and then I've got to knit the sleeves, and then they're seamed on the shoulders, but I really don't mind seaming, so um, I think some people really don't like it, um, but I, I, I actually really don't mind. And this month, I finally think I've got used to the Kitchener stitch for toes. When I did my Cuff Down Love Socks by Devon Clement, I had to use this um, across the toes, and I actually really enjoyed it. So at the start of February, I had to finish off Graham's dad's socks, um, as I've called them on my Ravelry page, the infinite cables, because they felt like they were going on forever. And I gifted them to his parents, so I'd, I'd already made his mum a pair of like cabled socks, and that's why I wanted to do with dad give his dad cable socks as well but his mum's like mock cables very fine looking ones and um his dad's were a bit more chunky and um manly looking i suppose you could say but they kind of matched in a nice way and they were really happy with them 
but I had a quite a bad sock making experience with those. And I just really thought, oh, I've given myself another pair of socks to make. But maybe it's because the socks are for me, and they happen really fast. And because I wasn't constantly thinking about the pattern repeat, it was just stripes. So every fourth row you change the uh, stripe colour. I think the hardest part of the whole design was the intarsia heel. So there's a little love heart on the heel that you start off doing like stranded just across the top. I mean, you could do it in Tarsia there and then you work the Tarsia. I've never hand knit in Tarsia before, so I really like it when I start doing a project and I learn something new. I'm very much, like I said earlier, about learning new skills and like constantly like, forwarding. I feel like I'm progressing in something. So it was great to work the Tarsia, and it's not that difficult. I think I have one tiny little hole on one side of the heart on one of the, one of the socks where I obviously didn't overlap my yarns properly to make sure the gap wasn't there. So I need to quickly sew that up. But as I said, it was cuffed down pattern. I did do some alterations. In the original pattern, it's a one by one rib and I did two by two, which I tend to prefer on socks. However, um, I think if I did it again, I would do a one by one, but I would knit into the back loops. Um, so if anyone's ever knit the tambourine cardigan before, the rib that you do on that is a one by one, but you knit into the back loops and it just looks so crisp and nice. I find that a typical one by one when you knit normally, I don't really like it and that's why I went for the two by two. Um, and then also I think I did 13 stripes on the foot, no not on the foot, on the leg before I turned for the heel um, and did my gusset heel and stuff like that because I prefer a shorter sock. And then, what else was the alterations? Oh, I cast on more stitches. So when I was looking at her gauge, um, I was like, that, that, uh, if I, when like you worked it up, so I was like, okay, that was that amount of stitches, which would mean that'll be this size around the foot. And I measured my foot and I was like, okay, that's never gonna fit around me. So I think I used a 0.5 bigger needle size. And then I cast on 64 stitches. I think that was an extra four stitches than you were meant to. So it's not a lot, but I'm kind of that's the amount that I know I'm used to working with and I'm quite familiar with. And then that meant that somewhere like my gusset on the gusset heel, there were some alterations where I'd have to knit more heel more stitches at each side before working like the heel turn and stuff like that. But if I could work it out, <laughs> I'm sure anybody could, because I really don't consider myself as any sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm an incredible knitter. Um, I'm the type of knitter that will go into things <laughs> all the time blind and then hope along the way that I will learn things that I need to learn. I don't like to try and be put off by things. I always think that you can find someone out there who can help you do it or find information. Just go for it. Like, be brave and tackle these things. Not that, not that these pair of socks are one of those moments, but yeah, it was, it was a case of learning new things and they happened quite quickly. Um, they didn't happen in time for Valentine's Day, which was my original intention, to wear my lovely little heart socks on Valentine's as a gift of like self-love to myself. Because um, me and Graham don't really do Valentine's, we're not really into it. Um, and also, favorite. <laughs> uh, February comes after a very expensive January month, so it's mine and Graham's anniversary at the end of January, and we're always like, well, we've kind of done that already, so we don't need to do it again. And um, we both were like, oh, I can't, I don't really 
have money to afford to spend on doing something lavish. So yeah, we just we didn't do anything, and that's just how we are. So I decided instead to treat myself on Valentine's Day, and um, by knitting myself these pair of socks that I wanted to knit for ages, and I got myself a beautiful gift at the end. And then after I knit those, I spent most of my time, like I said, on the tambourine cardigan that's on the uh, issue of Pom Pom from a while ago. It's by Julia Farewell Clay. And it's that's coming, like I said, along really well. So I'm quite happy with what I did in terms of knitting this month. And, you know, like I said, I think I do this every month where I'm like, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to do. But I've got some really good progress and I'm happy with that. Especially considering the fact that, you know, all the move and stuff's happened this month. I've been doing other stuff like finally trying to sell my knitting stuff and get it all on eBay. I did resort to eBay in the end to get rid of it. Um, so yeah, it's been really busy and like <laughs> moving and I've been really tired. I've been working more. And you're thinking a lot more about oh, what do I need to do, what do I need to plan, what do I need to take with me. So the fact that I've done anything, I am happy. I'm not going to be disappointed. But that means that, you know, there's still stuff that I really want to get on with in March. And I will talk to you about my goals for the upcoming month now. As I mentioned in the February goals... This month will hopefully, finally, be the month where I get my pretty pants made. Um, I'm not entirely sure when it'll happen this month, because as I said, the book isn't with me at the minute. But I will go home and get it, and I will bring up some other books with me. Um, yeah, one of the things I'm moving is, like, finding space for everything, and I've realised how much craft stuff I have. Um, I think I have more craft stuff than I have clothing. So, <laughs> I mean, that kind of shows how important crafting is to me I guess in my life and so yeah I need to go home and get a book and I really want to get those done I know I say this every month but it does need to happen and I really want to get back into sewing because you know getting stuff ready for summer even though a lot of the projects I have on the go at the minute are all for like winter jackets or autumn time jackets I'd say you know when it's not not as hot i don't i don't fare very well in hot weather as i said as a knitter as well i like to be cozy and warm i like layers um i'm an autumn baby too so that combination of things means i'm not really a summer girl but i do tend to find i think i said this in the podcast before that i enjoy sewing more in the summer than knitting obviously it's warmer you don't want to be sat with really warm things on your lap so as the weather starts warming up maybe my sewing production rates will increase so that's one big project. Well, it's not big, as I keep saying. It's not big. <laughs> so I don't know why it's such a big deal. But that's one project I want to get done. And I would like to get Tambourine finished off this month. And I think I've already swatched for my next jumper project, so I don't need to do that. So that's all fine. So once Tambourine's done, I think I will then be moving on to a pattern by Yuzotique, which is a blank canvas jumper, which is beautiful, and I have some gorgeous wool to use with it. But I don't really need to be talking about that right now, because Tambourine needs finishing and blocking. I need to get my blocking boards from back home. Didn't bring those up with me either. Yeah, there's quite a lot of stuff <clears throat> that I need to get ready. Um, along with the bigger projects are obviously all of my sort of constant things so 
This month, I actually managed to get 15 diamonds done to account for the three that I didn't manage to get done last month. Um, I, I think I might try and do six pom-poms as well to account for the two that I didn't do last month. And then 20 hexagons as normal. Um, yeah, those small projects are just things that carry on and I don't really mind if I don't get as much done as I want or they're easy things that you can easily catch up with. Like, I can spend a whole afternoon making pom-poms and get quite a few done. So... Once I get started, it's fine. It's like I said, it's just getting all the stuff out. Um, and I'm using, for the pom-poms, because I'm going to be making a pom-pom rug, is the intention. I'm using lots of my old cone yarns and holding multiple strands. So when you machine it, you use cone stuff most of the time. It's very fine yarns compared to like normal hand knitting yarn, I guess. I mean, like a two-ply is kind of like a standard weight for the machine knitting yarns. So... You know, I'm having to use them all up, and a lot of them are stuff that I don't really think I will use for hand knitting. There is some that I will definitely use for hand knitting. I've got some Shetland on cone that will definitely be used, and some nice lamb's walls. But as I said, it's really fine, so <laughs> I'm going to be giving myself some incredibly long projects, I believe. Um, and along with those small goals that I have for this month, I also have a few other things I want to make. So I'll tell you about those now. The first is from my queue. They're both from my queue. So like I said, I'm being good this year and I want to try and use up all my stash before I start buying more yarn that I don't really know what I want to do with. And I want to try and become a much more conscious buyer when I, it comes to yarn and what I'm making. So this, uh, these two things from my queue are quite small. Um, the first is called The Autumn Mobius Cow by Sahara Lambeth. Um, these will be in my show notes, by the way, so if I'm mispronouncing anything, please refer to the written notes. Um, I don't, I want to apologise if anybody listens to this and like, oh, you can't say it. <laughs> like, you don't know how to talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, pronunciation is something I really struggle with. My dad always used to laugh at the way I say things sometimes. Um, you know, like a witch's coven, I used to call a coven for a long time. I didn't really realise that was the wrong way. So please bear with me on my pronunciations, pronunciations, whichever way you say it. <laughs> Again, just proving that I can't really talk. So yeah, this automobile cow is a crochet pattern that, um, you know, I bought this beautiful yarn for Graham. It's the Artisano Nebula. It's a DK weight, and um, I got it in the rhinestone colourway. So it's like this lovely tealy green with like flecks of um, yellowy, reds, blues. There's a little subtle grey tone, um, but basically it reminded me of the colour of Graham's illustrations. And when I went to the Geeky Puffin Knit Palooza, I picked it up. Um, <laughs> I kind of give him presents, are also presents for me. So I gave him this as a gift and said, I will knit you something, or crochet, as is his case, um, that he would like out of this yarn. So it's like a cow that has a twist in it. It's a really easy pattern by the looks of it. So I'm excited, and I'm excited to do more crochet. And speaking of crochet, I've noticed that the latest issue of Pom Pom has a lot of beautiful, beautiful crochet patterns in there. There is a cowl in there. It's absolutely gorgeous, and that will have to be knit. Um, that will have to be crocheted. Sorry, by me soon. Um, I might have to look at what yarn I have and see if there's anything I can use and anything that is suitable. 
But if you haven't looked at the newest edition of Pom Pom, I would really recommend it. I'm very fortunate that for a Christmas present, sorry, that um, Graham's parents bought me subscription for a year. So it's really nice. It's really nice when people buy you a gift like that. I think Graham told them to, so it wasn't like a big surprise. Um, but it's nice with gifts like that that come throughout the year and then you're like, ooh, what's just come in the post for me? How brilliant. Um, and like I said, the this edition is all about like natural yarns and there are so many gorgeous patterns in like these beautiful like stripped minimal colour palettes which is something I love um, as we've noticed before and I've probably said before I'm really not one for colour in my wardrobe and if I am one for colour it tends to be like autumnal shades so um, and I found as a knitter when I look at other people's yarn people go for like all these crazy colours all mixed into one skein and I'm like whoa whoa calm down um, I I am not not one for lots of bright colours. I find it a little bit overwhelming for myself. So seeing this edition of Pom Pom was brilliant and I love it and they've done a fantastic job. So like I said, go and have a look. Um try and find it online. It's it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But I should get on with what I'm making. And speaking of lovely colours uh, the next project that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be using some yarn from the fibre company. It's uh, Acadia, which is another DK weight, um, and it's their driftwood colour. So it's kind of like grey-brown, if that makes sense. It's a very soft grey-brown um, with white flecks in, and it's it's really nice. And it's, I got this at the Geeky Puffin' It Palooza as well. This was um, in like our goodie bag, so we all got some, and I really like it and I'm going to be making myself a headband out of it um, it's called the Wishbone Headband by Susan Hummel and so right I have really short hair and when I go walking I like to wear these sort of headbands that just cover your ears so my ears get cold a lot I don't have hair to protect them and I did have a um, black headband that I like, velcroed at the back and I've somehow managed to lose it so this is why this has moved up my queue so quickly, <laughs> because I need something to protect my little ears. Um, and a lot of the time I don't feel like wearing a big woolly hat. Um, I have the same woolly hat that I've had for about <laughs> seven years, um, but somehow I managed to lose the ear warmer little headband really quickly. So I wanted something that's quite neutral um, and a really nice pattern, and this fishbone um, headband. It's just like really nice textures and cables on it. Um, I originally was going to knit another one and that was in my queue and then I was looking at it just before I started putting the show notes together um, and I was just like oh I don't think it's very me. So it was like a normal headband but then it had a bit on the front that pulled it tight so it kind of decreased in the middle. Sort of very bohemian looking and that, I'm not I'm not very like that. Whereas this wishbone headband has like smaller cables on the top and bottom and then this um, pattern in the middle, like the wishbones. And it's beautiful. Um, you don't really need a lot of yarn for it, 60 to 70 yards it says, which I more than have enough. could probably make two, in case I lose one again. Or I might try and find something else to do with it. I'm not sure yet, I'll have to see. Um, and as she says in her pattern design, I designed this, designed this specifically for my grandma who doesn't wear hats but wanted something to keep her ears warm in winter. Um, and that's 
sort of why I want it. Um, and she said that, you know, on the different versions, one only took 30 grams of yarn. So this is 50 grams. So it would just be over half the skein. Um, so yeah, that would be quick to whip up. So they, those small things really shouldn't take me long this month, especially the crochet project, because crochet happens so fast. Um, and then, like I said, I've got two sleeves to do and the pants. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, my queue is full of things in case um, in case I finish. I have a couple of pairs of socks, but I want to avoid socks for a bit. Yeah, I want to avoid socks for a bit. I'm a bit bored of socks at the minute. Um, but I might, if I finish those things, I might do my tension square for um, the Pentland Hills shawl which I thought I bought, maybe I haven't bought it, I will have to look in my patterns. But the Pentland Hill Shawl is by Claire Devine and um, I will be using some Cattle Yarn Company Islington Weight Yarn, Islington Yarn sorry, it's a four ply and I have it in the Icicle colorway and also the Fleur de <laughs> um, okay, that one's a hard one to pronounce, and I never did any sort of French at school. So let's see what it Le Hier, Le Hier Bleu. And I was trying to remember it from memory. So, yeah, like I said, check out my show notes because I clearly am not very good at talking. Um, but yeah, so if all gets done with everything else, I will then crack on with that. That's sure. But it may not. I may be really busy. Um, like uh, my, like I said, I do have a couple of days to get used to settling in to workshop. Um, and I think there's going to be a, back, a bit of back and forth going home and getting things and um, whatnot. And yes, yes, I have training this month. That's what I was going to say. So I had training mid-month to get me ready for my new job. And then I start at the end of the month. But my first set of train that I go on is in Bedfordshire and I will be staying away for a few days so I'm going to have to find a project that's good for travelling. But it, I mean either this headband or cow sounds like a good travel project, it doesn't sound like a big thing to carry around, I'll just stick it in one of my project bags and off I go. Um, and you know what, soon I really want to start making my own things again. Um, I'm very good at setting myself goals to get other people's projects made. But I would like to spend some time getting back into my own work and creating a collection of work inspired by heritage or something of the likes. But we'll see how that goes. I think I need just a month of like settling in and getting used to my surroundings and used to a new routine and um, sort of preparing myself for all of that. I did mention in the last podcast that I did that I was thinking of doing a video portion and... Last month just got so busy and hectic that I didn't manage to fit it in. But I should have a little bit more time to be able to do a video podcast if that is of interest to anyone. I know I've posed the question before um, and a few people do prefer video podcasts. So as I said in the last edition, um, I will still be doing the audio once a month. But then halfway through the month would be a video segment where I show you what I'm working on. So, you know, like I've said before... It, it's quite hard on audio sometimes to convey things and it's 
it's very visual sometimes looking at yarn seeing colors and etc so if that would be of interest then please let me know uh, it would be good to get a response before i put all the effort in to get the video set up and ready um you know we would have to try and find a spot where we can get some good audio and lights and I don't know if you realise how much effort goes into recording and um, compiling show notes and podcast links and the audio. I sit here for a long time and also I'm still quite reluctant about video. Uh, I don't know if you will realise how much editing goes on with my audio podcast. So I can stop at any time, just select the record off and have a little bit of a rest. Whereas I feel like if I was doing a video segment, there's a lot more of my face, firstly. And um, it seems more continuous flow. So, yeah, I'm quite nervous about doing it. So, you know, I need someone to put me at ease and tell me it's a good idea. So, as I said, get in touch if you would like to see a video segment onto the podcast. Um, it just means it's just coming out more regularly as well. And my podcasts are quite short to be doing only once a month. So... I would like to have some more content and if you would like to see what I'm getting up to as well as hearing about it then please let me know. But I have a busy day ahead of me. I am going to meet up with the conservation team at Hardwick about some volunteering work. So I will now be signing off and I hope you all have had a wonderful February and that March will treat you well. If you have any making goals I hope it's very successful for you. Um, and I hope it's successful for me too. I really, I'm really hoping that I'll be able to crack on with some stuff and get some stuff done. And speaking of that, I'm about to go and finish the back of this tambourine cardigan. So mainly it's just sleeves this month to get on with. So until the next podcast, I hope you enjoy all your making, doing and even the undoing if it comes to that. Enjoy yourselves. 